0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey.
1: My weekend, it's underway. I'm your host, Captain Mickey Eastman, producing the Outdoor Show this morning.
2: Good morning, Sickos. It's
1: Robert. Good morning, Robert. Here we go. All right, sponsors today, Waymore Silencers, Texan Roofing, the CCA Star Tournament, the Belleville Meat Market, City of Baytown Parks and Recs, McLean Trailers, Mainstream Marketing, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, weather right now, 83 down on the island in Galveston. Feels like 92, they say. Looks like uh, today isolated thunderstorms this morning and mainly cloudy during the afternoon with thunderstorms likely high near 85 west winds 5 to 10 winds are down right now. And then tonight uh, looks like scattered thunderstorms early, then mainly cloudy overnight with thunderstorms likely. Well, pretty much rain all night, they're saying. I'm still waiting on all that rain they predicted yesterday, but we didn't get it. Uh, east, southeast 5 to 10. And then for tomorrow, thunderstorms likely in the morning and uh, afternoon. High near 85. East-southeast winds 5 to 10. That rain chance tomorrow dropping a little bit to 70%. So it's not a wash yet. They're calling for it, but uh, it hasn't materialized. But we'll keep an eye on radar just to see. All right, tides for today. We're on a four-tide schedule. We're sitting on a high right now. It was at 2.30 a.m. at the Galveston Channel. Our next tide is a low at 7.12 a.m., Then we have a high at 11.47 a.m., then another low at 7.43 p.m. Sunrise this morning is 6.24 a.m. 8.23 p.m. will be your sunset with 41% moon phase and pretty much the same uh, release from Lake Livingston. The lake level is still... A little bit above pool, normal pools 131 feet above sea level. Right now, it's 131.17, and release into the Trinity River is 20,600 cubic feet per second. Currently, uh, the buoy offshore is showing a southwest wind at 9 to 11, and at Eagle Point, it's west at 2 to 3, and Morgan's Point, it's east at 5. So, kind of variable, and uh. A lot of fish caught on the beachfront the last two days. Some guys paid pretty dearly for them. They took a beating, a lot of waves slapping them in the face, but they caught some beautiful fish, and uh, hopefully it's calmer this morning and they can get back to it. Green surf and uh, plenty of fish. All right, let's go over to Sabine Lake, and let's check in with Captain Bill Watkins and see what's going on in his neck of the woods. Bill, good morning. What's up?
2: Hey, how you doing this morning? I'm good, and you? Oh, a little bit stiff and sore from being <laughs> in the boat so many days in a row. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it this
1: us old-timers.
2: Hey, everything from my foot muscles all the way up to my shoulder muscles. <laughs>
1: uh, old-timers hey, is better than
2: Alzheimer's. <laughs> hey, there you go. That, uh, being in that rocking boat, You know, with so many boats passing by, makes me want to tell those people, y'all need to start early, get where you're going, and stay put. (laughs) Then the crew boats, and then the ships, and then the pilot boat. Everybody's got to go where they got to go, you know. (laughs) It just, uh, (laughs) after a while, it just wears on you. But, you know, you, you said the surf was good. Well, it hadn't. Hadn't cleared up over here yet. Yeah. Um, and I've talked to several people that's been to the short rigs for out fishing and not really finding anything. And uh, the jetty hasn't really cleared up. We've had low tides every morning. Yeah. If I was fishing the jetty, I think I'd be wanting the high tide. Oh, yeah. Because of that dirty water in that channel, uh, fresh water, once it comes down. And goes through the rocks and moves to the outside, it puts those fish off because they're used to salty water. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll have better success fishing the high tide on the jetty. And uh, probably agree. the surf too. Uh, I'm sure on the high tide, they, they'd move in on the surf at night. But, uh, early in the morning, it's been going out pretty strong. Not a not a big drop in tide level because we still got uh, they're still trying to drain Rayburn, you know. They've oh, pulled yeah. it down a couple three feet. Yeah,
1: it's coming and down pretty good.
2: That, so that's that's where that fresh water's coming from. The Toledo Bend's pretty well shut off now. So, you know, the, the, the it's tolerable both rivers makes everything fresh fresh and just one river just sort of makes it fresh (laughs) yeah they pulled uh, uh,
1: about three and a half feet of water out of that lake in about the last you know six or eight days yeah that's 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 a substantial amount of water
2: i'm sure they're trying to uh get ready for hurricane season you know get that lake down yeah I'll tell you the way the way the rainfall rates are anymore around here it's just crazy. You got to you got to think ahead of it. <laughs> yeah, you do. You got to <laughs> have, have a crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be better than trying to analyze weather charts, that's for sure. True. Fishing, the fishing is good if you if you're in the right spot and know what you're doing. Fishing's good and it's an early bite. I mean, you better be there. Yesterday we were catching them in the dark. You know, 5.30, right. we're, we're all catching fish. And uh, in 45 minutes, it was over. And or practically over. Mm-hmm. And when the tide changes and starts back in, then it takes a while for those fish to adjust. And we had a very weak high tide yesterday. It just didn't do what it was supposed to do. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, maybe later on in the day, things changed around. It was one of those seesaw deals. And that's... You know, that's just, you get to the bottom of the low and and it's just sets there and doesn't do anything, doesn't change, doesn't come in good. It, it, the fish are just not going to bite good. So, you, you know, if you get a fisherman this morning, they better be there early and get it done. Yeah, our tides are real weak right now.
1: The best tides yeah. are, you know, you got that big, big 0.0 in the mornings, but, uh, you know, with that standing high, when you get there, that outgoing's only—it's just a little bit. It's not much, and then the high coming back yeah. behind it's nothing. So it's—it's it's pretty weak.
2: That's pretty weak. But anyway, the, the the heat has something to do with it too, I'm sure, because when the sun starts up, those fish immediately react. They pull off the shallow flats, go deep. Then you got about another. 35 45 minutes to work those fish and then mm-hmm. they pull off the channel and disappear and the ones in the lake they bite early too and whichever decision you make to go to the lake or go to the ship channel or wherever you go you better better do it quick Time uh, we and had location and we had uh we did louisiana limits yesterday i think we had about Oh, I think 31 trout, a couple of flounder and redfish. The Day before that, we had uh, we had a 30 fish, two-man limit. But um, yesterday wasn't as good as the day before. We had uh, we had a better average size on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were mostly all Texas keepers and. Uh, it's, uh, you know, like I say, fishing is really good if you're where you're supposed to be at the right time. And it's You know, fast. there's a big
1: difference between a Louisiana keeper and a Texas keeper, three inches.
2: Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I try not to keep them little fish, but you don't have to measure them as close. Right. You know, in Texas, you better measure the fish and be sure he's exactly oh, yeah. over 15. and then Louisiana, you know, you got a three-inch play there that you could just look at them and, hey, uh, he's good Throw throwing them in the box. And, you know, 14 inches, 14-inch 14 and 15-inch kind of look alike. <laughs> and you just throw that 14-incher
1: in the box and forget it. Yeah, I don't have to but, worry about uh, being under.
2: No, no. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm pretty sure that a lot of the guys that work in Louisiana don't even ever measure a fish. They just chunk them in the box. I've seen them put some mighty small fish in the box. but Oh, yeah. I've seen yeah. them uh,
1: have to measure everything. You know, that's how small they were. <laughs> when I've been over there watching, I'm going, man, why even bother measuring yeah. a, a 12-inch fish just chunking?
2: I, I do not. I do not want to get a ticket for a 11 and 15 16. No, dropped. none of us do. That would uh, That would be, be embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. But hey, huh. it is what it is over there and it is what it is in Texas and uh, you know, sometimes when you're in Rome, you have to do what the Romans do. True. Uh, and Louisiana doesn't seem to be able to get their act together on doing any limit change so i'm paying a lot of money to fish over there so i don't really care anymore
1: yeah what's a louisiana guide license now what's it up to 1500 a year 1500. if a guide wanted to fish texas waters what would a texas guide license cost non-resident
2: i believe it's a thousand well we're getting there yeah (laughs) there's no equity No, (laughs) it's a crazy world. I mean, you know, it just is what it is. But uh, if you want to dance over in Louisiana, you got to pay the fiddle. Yeah, you do. You better have
1: have your stuff right over there. There's a lot of checking going on over that way. Yeah, and you
2: know, a lot. uh, A lot of the work hard. They uh, they check a lot of boats. Yeah, and they're they're mostly really good guys too. I've never never had a bad contact with any of those boys. They are uh, they're professional, and uh, they they check things they're supposed to check, and they, they're they're uh, they're fairly lenient if you're if they think you're doing the right thing, you know. Right. They're, they're all right. I don't, I just never had a bad contact with them, and I've talked to them an awful lot. Now, here lately, they've been busy doing some other things, I think, because I don't see them much. Uh, I haven't seen a Louisiana warden all this year. But, uh, you know, the microwaves must be bad and making people do crazy things over in the interior (laughs) of the (laughs) state. I like watching Um, their
1: their shows. I always watch Lone Star Law, and now they've got that (laughs) Louisiana
2: law, and I really like it. It's good. I do, too. I like that one. Yeah, I uh, get a kid, and that's the kind of that I mean, they really deal with some crazy people. <laughs> you can imagine them being like they are, but hey, uh, like I say, they've all been uh, very professional with, with us. I've never had a bad contact with them. No, I, I even gave one, of my, I gave one of my guys a ticket a couple of years ago, and uh, he was 64 and he thought he was close enough that he met the. You know, was from Texas. He thought he met the limit. He said, well, I'm 64. I don't have a town license uh, over there, do I? He said, I'm, I'm a Texas license. He said, no, you're a year short. <laughs> yeah,
1: you got to be 65 so, over there. I wish they'd do yeah, that in know, Texas. Not, Let the seniors, you know, fish for free. They paid for it all their I, lives, you know.
2: I think so. I actually I think, think so. I think they ought to. But it's, uh, it, it's pretty neat, I mean. Uh, you know, I still have to buy. I still have to buy that license, even though I'm over
1: 65. It's yeah, like considered. In yeah. yeah, so sure do. Let me take this break yeah. right quick, Bill. I'll be right back at you. Hang on a second. Well, you know, Waymore Silencers—they're the only one-stop Class three NFA dealer in all of Houston. Has all new inventory. Waymore's got all the new inventory that you've been waiting on, and. Like the super hard to find Sig Sauer Mod X9 and the Radical Center Titanium 762. That's right, we got them right here at Waymore, along with fresh, fresh stocks of Dead Air, Rugged CGs, F1s, Tech, and Gunworks. All new and all right here at Waymore right now. But you better hurry because they're going fast. And don't forget, Waymore's got one of the only in-house fingerprinting and photo services in town. And best of all. They eliminate all the hassle by filing the NFA forms for you. They're located at 15255 Gov Freeway, Suite 167B. That's right off the Dixie Farm Road exit. Or go online at waymoresilencers.com. Waymore Silencers, your one stop shop for the right to remain silent. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio Six Ten Outdoor Show, Four Seventeen in the Bayou City. All right, let's go back to Bill Watkins. Okay, Bill, we're back.
2: All right, buddy, I'm still here.
1: We're, we were talking about licenses, Louisiana yeah. and Texas, back and forth. But it, uh, what's your big plans for the Fourth of July weekend, America's birthday?
2: To not get in a boat for two days. <laughs> to
1: not get in a boat? That's your goal?
2: <laughs> You're not going to go crabbing or something? <laughs> no, I'm not getting in a boat for two days, and I'm not able to think any further than that. Um, I'm turned into a werewolf, and I haven't uh, transitioned back yet.
3: <laughs>
1: I, I like your analogy. Hey, we're we're all werewolves at one point in this business. It, uh, it, it'll do it to you. It's
3: we hey, love it,
2: though. It, hey, it's fun. Hey, we do. We do. I'm going to hate to have to quit when I get too old, but uh, my, maybe that won't even happen. I'll just keep on, you know. Just, hey, keep, just keep, keep rolling keep
1: till you go to the promised
2: land, man. That's uh, Yeah. Old fishermen never die. They just smell that they way. They smell That's, like that. That's it, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, couldn't think of it. My wife does say that I have a familiar fishy smell about me, and, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, that's uh, that's just money. That's all it is. Smells like money. <laughs> yep. Well, I do love I do love being out there, and I love seeing people catch fish, and uh, you know, working with them, and uh, especially uh, conver- convincing people that lures work every day. They do. You catch trout every day on lures. All you got to do is just uh, gotta work fish with, with it. them.
1: That's it. You gotta That's work. It.
2: Just throw your live bait bucket over the side and don't don't fool with it anymore. Leave it at and the house. Just go with lure. Leave it at the house. And it's kinda like learning how to use a baitcaster. You got a spinning exactly. reel, you go you can do it real good, but you're never gonna learn to use that bait caster until you leave your spinning reel at the house and uh, force yourself to do it. Then you start thinking different. And you know, your mind orients that way and it works out. I'm and with you. Uh, I mean, I'm fishing in water that uh, most people look at sometimes and say, well, Boy, that can you even catch a fish out of that off colored crap? Just uh, make believe that it's a clear mountain stream and throw your lure in there and work it right, and you'll see. And lo, yeah, and if you got enough
1: fish in an area and you're dropping a lure in front of them in that dirty water, I mean, just because the water gets dirty don't mean the fish quit biting. They have to feed every day.
2: They have to eat just and like we did. do to survive. You'd be amazed at how they can find food in uh, water that looks like coffee with cream in it. Right. I mean, back in May, we had some—I uh, had watercolor that was just like that. And on the top of the high tide, it would clear just slightly enough to get about a three- or four-inch visibility. And it was hard to net the fish because you couldn't even see them once they get up to the (laughs) surface. (laughs) You couldn't find them, you know, to to net them. And, uh, hey, caught them hand over fist. And had some, you know, 50 to 70 trout days just catching them, letting them go. Those uh, fish over
1: there have always been like that. I remember I went over there one time when I first started fishing over there, and uh, that water was just... It was putrid. I mean, it wasn't dirty. It was putrid. Man, there's slicks boiling off this shoreline. I said, man, this thing's loaded with fish. We fished it a little bit, and I said, man, let's get out and wade these things. They're shallow. We ended up putting on chartreuse topwaters, and you couldn't get them back. They were just, it was like they were fighting over them. There you and go. Just, I said, well, I'm making all this noise. We're rattling them up, and uh, they just mm-hmm. went nuts over that.
2: They do, and they but, can you know, feed.
1: And there's areas over here uh, you can catch them in that dirtier water, but there's other areas that those fish are there, and they want that water clean, somewhat clean, to get a bite out
2: of them. That's and, true. Uh, you have to you have to tailor your presentation to the water you're exactly. in. Exactly. I mean, you know, but, I mean, I, you're I already there.
1: You have got to fish it out. I mean, you've already gone through the motions of putting the boat in and going, and uh, you're already out there you got to make the most of it. You've got to go through it. I, I
2: look for the clearest water I can find. Sure. But uh, beyond that, if, if there's bait and fish there, just fish it, and uh, and you'll be amazed at what happens.
1: Yeah, and there's, those a, there's a big difference between coffee creamer clear and uh, coon tracking muddy water clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the difference and, the, and the worst
2: thing. Worst thing happens is like yesterday morning, we had a west wind on the bay. Yeah. I have no idea where that come from, but it it was not a strong wind, but it was strong enough that the further across the lake you went, the more it stirred up the shoreline. The difference it made. sure That sediment boiling up off the shoreline where it's wavy will put those fish off the shoreline. It'll move them out. They don't like it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it bothers their gills or something like that. But yeah, they, they do have to filter up. that
1: that putrid water through their gills. That, that's got to be hard on them. They don't like
2: that. And just regular regular fresh brackish looking water doesn't bother them at all. But when you start stirring that shallow shoreline sediment up, that puts them out and they move, and they scatter, and it makes it really difficult to catch them. Well, that southwest
1: mm-hmm. or west wind is uh complete opposite of our predominant wind and the way the bottom configurations are in our systems and the way the currents run, when you swing that wind over that way, it's a roll up. It just it just turns everything yeah. over.
2: That's uh you know that's just like people ask me why does it do that? I say, well have you ever rubbed your cat's fur backwards?
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's, they don't like that's it. That's a either. good analogy. There you go. <laughs>
1: That's just what it is.
2: Cat fur <laughs> anyway. to make a pair of kitten britches? <laughs> That's right. Cat fur to make kitten britches. Do you yeah. ever
1: hear that from the old time? I don't know why they always said that. You'd ask them, you know, an adult adult back in the day, what for? And they said, fur, cat fur to make a pair of kitten britches. Said, okay. Every time.
2: <laughs> Every time. That was, uh, so that stop was common. Asking. Maybe they didn't do that up north, but I bet you they all did it down south. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. different we're world down them. here, man.
1: We're we're kind of <laughs> wacko. It's oh, a good wacko.
2: <laughs> yeah, we are. Nothing yeah, like the I South. It. Oh yeah, really. Uh, I'm kind of attached to it. But anyway, buddy. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you're uh, if you're on the fish, and you're there early, you can catch them right now. But it's getting hot. Whew. By 11 o'clock yesterday, I was melting down. That west wind finally just died. And uh, one of my guys said, take me to the landing. I said, thank you. Some friends of mine sent
1: pictures from the surf yesterday. And the first thing yesterday morning, it it wasn't rough, but it was uh, uncomfortable to wait in. You know, they paid the price getting slapped in the head, waves hitting them and everything else. They were catching them in that. And then the later the pictures they were showing sending me stringer pictures and that guff had just glassed off. It was it was really pretty. That's that's
2: what it did here. Same thing here. uh, That was a strange a strange little light west wind, but it was just enough to jack things up pretty bad. Right. uh, And the the lake is trying to clear up, the gulf is trying to clear up. you know, the guys that went offshore, they found some green water out at six miles. But yeah. there really wasn't any trout out there. Wonder what the deal is. Think,
1: that man, those rigs ought to be loaded this time of year.
2: I know. Usually by July first, that's on. But uh yeah. you know, a couple of years ago I remember that it didn't get right out there till late August and into September, and then by mid September they left. You know, it it was uh but it was hot there for about three weeks and you could go anytime you wanted to because it was just calm every day. But then you run into the risk of hurricanes in September. That's a a tricky business fishing out there and we don't have near as many rigs as we used to have. Uh, And everybody knows that there ought to be fish out there so everybody goes out there. Uh, I've got to where I don't go that often. And I really think that uh, the people were running past the fish on the surf and going Might out, to, I think they were up on the surf is where they were. And, uh, uh, you know, they'll, they'll come down the surf before they come to the rigs uh, every year. You'll always find them on the surf first.
1: Yeah. I think once yeah. it gets so hot, then they'll pull out of the surf and go deep to those rigs. I
2: kind of think that's the way it works. I think that kind of like our bait
1: same thing, you know, and our fish have stayed shallow for a long
2: time this year. Yeah. They did. They it stayed cooler for a long time. Yeah. Well, true. Uh, once they found it, I mean, we were catching them on the reefs and stuff and up against the shoreline. Of course, there was some water depth in there, too. I mean, it was you know right. three foot deep right off the grass. And uh, those fish were right up on that bank. And they stayed and stayed and stayed and stayed for about two weeks. And they started fading out, fading out. And as, then all of a sudden it was hot. Just one day we woke up and it was summer.
1: Yeah, I remember and, that? Uh, it just turned summer.
2: All of a it sudden, It just turned summer, and we we talked about it. And looked like that was going to be the plan, and that's what happened. And uh, the fish adjusted immediately. They, you know, if you're going to catch them on shoreline right now, you got to be there early. Right. And uh, if you've got a a morning high tide, and it's calm on the surf, go down there and whitefish, man. You know, go do it. Or if you're uh, if you can get halfway decent watercolor, they'll buy it, you know. I you just got to find them. All
4: I'm right,
3: Bill.
2: Down.
1: Well, I wish you a happy fourth and a safe one. Stay at home. Yeah, same to you, buddy. Cook up, relax, get ready for next week.
0: Got to get back in on this Monday weather,
1: morning. You know, yeah, we, you know they're showing all these rain chances for the next 4 to 5 days
2: and I just wish it would quit raining <laughs> you and I both but I've been lucky I I've been lucky I've dodged most every bit of it um and it's been nice enough on the coast I mean it's just wispy little showers usually coming in down there and then it builds up once it gets inland right so uh we've been able to do our thing you know and uh, get her done as they say all right, man.
1: Well, Bill, if somebody wants to call you about coming over and learning how to fish over there, you'll show them the ropes. Uh, how do they get a hold of you?
2: 409-673-9211. Or com. That's it,
1: buddy. That's it. All right. Well, Bill, have a happy 4th, and uh, be safe. I'll talk to you next week.
2: You as well, brother. Hey, thanks. thanks,
1: Bill. Take care. All right. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Texan Roofing. They're the people I trust. Texan Roofing covers Houston and surrounding areas, and Texan Roofing has free estimates on any roof leak repair or replacement. They do residential and commercial, and Texan Roofing has the Better Business Bureau A-plus rating with no complaints ever. They're certified as a GAF Master Elite Shingle Applicator, so they can offer their customers the best material warnings available, and most importantly, a 25-year leak-free warranty along with their honest roof inspections they treat their customers like family with a plus installers and a plus management these are reasons to call texan roofing at 281-391-9600 that's 281-391-9600 or texanroofing.com that's texan roofing experience you can trust Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio Six Ten Outdoor Show on this Fourth of July weekend. It is four thirty-three here in the Bayou City. Let's head up to Lake Conroe and talk to the fish dude, and uh, where well, they never get big crowds on holidays. It's all good and safe up at Conroe. What's up, Richard? <laughs> uh yeah, right.
4: Yeah, did you hear that report the other day? They said Galveston Bay was the worst this past year.
1: The worst for what?
4: For ax- boating accidents.
1: Is that right? Conroe, I don't want to hear yep.
4: that. They said Galveston Bay, then Conroe, then Louisville. Boy. So, and it's all—it's always been a fight. Louisville for for a while was number one, and now—and Conroe was number one for a while, and now I got y'all are getting it. So, y'all—you are, y'all are the most dangerous place to go go fishing this weekend, according to the Parks and Wildlife.
1: Yeah, you don't have to worry about me.
4: I hear you. you, Well, I'm out here this morning. I'm going to take tomorrow off, but but I'm out here this morning. We're going to see how the (laughs) the weather looks great this morning, though. I mean, I can see stars right now. I hadn't checked any any radar or anything, but, you know, it's it's one of them things that feels pretty good this morning. Well, there's some rain
1: um, east of you. Uh, It's up by Cold Spring, Shepherd. you know, and east of Cleveland. Uh, there's okay. A storm fixing to go through Liberty, and Liberty County there, but uh, it's moving towards the moving. coast. And it's going to miss oh, all good, of good. us. Yeah, we're we're good.
4: Good deal, good deal. So that's, that makes it even better, you know. And it, that's fine. It's like tomorrow, I, I yeah, you know, I tell them, you, know, I'm taking off like I say, and I told my wife, I said, you want to go brim fishing? <laughs> so I might <laughs> go brim fishing tomorrow. There ain't no telling. I mean, good night. Man, I found a whole bunch of them.
1: Fresh scaled and gutted and headed. You know, brim yeah, battered it down, just yeah. right and deep-fried. And hard-fried, uh, yeah. And just uh, y'all eat all that and just save me the tails. <laughs> I hear
4: you. I hear you. I, I you love what, crunching
1: I, them I, tails, man.
4: I guarantee you. I mean, it's it, those little brim are just fun in there. Uh, you catch a whole fistful of them, and there's a whole bunch of them on these beds right now. And I've been, I've been, uh, like when I'm bass fishing here lately, I've been I've been getting a lot of bites, and I just started trying to fish for them. And, man, there's some big ones on there. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's some... I mean, there's something bigger than your hand. You know, when we as kids, we used to talk about them as big as your hand. And yeah, stuff Tex
1: like Bonin that. don't catch all of them. He leaves a few for y'all.
4: I guarantee he does. I need to get him in my boat and show him some of these dang brown bass because some of these rascals are just loaded. I, mean, just I tried calling him
1: yesterday morning, but he didn't pick up.
4: Oh, man, that ain't no good. I thought I saw him out there on the water yesterday. I'm not sure.
1: I may <laughs> have hit him too late. He is already probably, you know, idling out or something. I don't know.
4: Yeah, that's probably what it was because, I, like I say, he, gets, he changes up sometimes. This time of year he tries to get an early, early start because it it's getting hot. That's just like yesterday. I mean, midnight. it got staying hot. It, but that's all right. Yeah, it's, one, of the, one of the things I want, I want to say, though, is don't guide the guide, okay? Don't guide the guide. Don't guide the guide?
1: Oh, they, yeah. good luck with that.
4: I, I, well, I'm trying to I'm trying to help people out, okay? Like like I've had several people here lately tell me, all right, I want to go do this. And I've had somebody that's got a trip booked for a couple of weeks. Right, we want to go catch crappie. Okay. And you're going to take a, a six-year-old and a nine-year-old to catch crappie when they're not biting. That is the worst mistake in the world. Yeah.
1: They Don't do dead.
4: that. No, I mean, yeah, they, those youngsters have to get bit, and I'm sitting there going, I, I, I texted him back, and I said, Hey, man, if I wouldn't do it, you know, go with go with what I recommend, and that's that's the thing. Like, like right now, the hybrid bite is is early, for and some days it extends, but right now you got about an hour and a half to two hours in the morning, and then they're going to just get locked jaw and shut down. That's what they did to me yesterday, and I chased the heck out of them. We jumped on them catfish for twenty minutes. Had sixteen of them. I mean, goodness! Them, they're just ready to jump in the boat.
1: Well, I mean, a lot of people are getting like you know, they, It's like sitting down at a restaurant and ordering a meal. They're you know trying to order a fishing trip, and the yeah. cat's going every day. He knows what's going on, and the soup of the day is catfish. That's what you go for. You know when that's you exactly him, right. You know, you can't. I mean, uh, it
4: was a, I had some guys the other day. They said they said we want to go crappie fishing. I already had them hybrid gear out, right? And, and I, I said, good, I thought y'all wanted to catch fish. And I started rolling it up and started putting them in the sleeves, putting them back in the box. They go, what do, you, what do you mean? I said, the crappie quit biting a month ago. But yeah. we'll go try them if you want to. That way I ain't got to clean so many fish. And, and then, says, well, let's, let's, uh, uh, okay, well, let's, uh, do, let's do what? Well, let's see what you want to do. I said, okay, we it out on hybrids and catfish. I mean, <laughs> do what the guide wants to do. If he, And that's like I told them exactly what you said. I'm here every single day. You show up once every three, four, five years, and then you want to tell me where the fish are at. Your money spends the same. I'll go and do what you want to do. But if you want to catch fish, you're going to listen to what I got to say. And there's, you know, there's, when I was over in Mexico doing those trips out of Puerto Vallarta, the guy I was with, he did the same thing. He told me, let's go do this. Well, dang, that's a 10-hour run the other way. No, let's not go do that. Let's sit right here and jerk on these. You know, I mean, dial I, no, don't guide the guide. I even had to tell him one of them days when we was catching the mahi, we were in this little bitty boat, and it's before daylight, and the and we're with a guide out there, and he and it's pouring down rain. I mean, pouring down rain. And he's a good friend of mine. It was pouring down rain, and we saw these underwater lights with these big old fish in them. Some of them were jackfish. Some of them looked like yellowtail. Well, I was yeah. asking that guy, what's in those lights? He said, they're, they're, they're uh, yellowtail jackfish. I said, okay. I said, well, we don't need to go over there. It's like an hour run in the rain. No. And they, we were trolling around for, for mahi right there. And I said, he, he says they're right here. Oh, no, there ain't nothing here. Ain't nothing. Let's go over there. No, don't guide the guide. That's what I flat out told him. Don't guide the guide. And just let him do his thing. He says they're here. Trust him. We ain't been yeah. here in 10 minutes, you know, and then all of a sudden, boom, we're living it out in 30 minutes. Don't guide the guide. That's, the, that's one of the key things. Just that's listen right. to what he has to say. Got to try to get what you want. Don't get me wrong. You know, like crappie, I'd love to catch them. But if they ain't biting, good night. I mean, I'm seeing all these people with this pan optics and stuff out here saying we're looking at them and we can't get them to bite nothing. You know, and I'm I'm doing the same thing. I well, can you're out there every day fishing
1: bait. them. You know they're not biting
4: Right, I mean, it's just a weird thing. When they when they just lock down, you can see them everywhere. Good night, you can see them everywhere. But, but dang, they're they just won't open their mouth and eat nothing.
1: I had and a, tell I don't a guy if, one time. I said, "Look, you're in my office now, and uh, yeah, exactly. I, I call the shots here. I wouldn't come to your office and sit behind your desk and tell you what to do. So,
4: that, you, wanna, you know, that's...
1: if you want to fish with me today, you book me to catch this. You know, and you're fish right. this way, and uh, that's how we're going to catch them. Well, I'd rather do it. I said, yeah, I'd rather do it that way, too, but that's not going to happen. It's not going to materialize. If you want to catch fish, we'll fish like I'm saying to fish, but if you don't, hey, we'll go wade and whip a dead horse. There's nothing in there. The fish are not shallow.
4: Right, and that's the the thing. You've got to know those changes when they happen. And, I mean, like a couple of years ago, the white bass were doing phenomenal over here. I ain't caught them since. (laughs) They were schooling on top. You could go catch them. limit out every day. And, and it, all those people that were with me back then when we were catching them two at a time, where are the white bass? We're, I don't know. They're hiding. They don't want to show up right now. I mean, it's a, it's a weird thing. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it don't. Just like when hybrid school on the surface. Man, I love it. But it doesn't always happen. I mean, goodness. That, that's just I, – I wish it would do it every single day because I, I love – Casting at those fish that are blowing up on the surface. I mean, it's just—that's one of the most amazing things to to do—is when you see when you see or you're sitting in 20 acres of, of fish that are blowing water in your boat. I done that on Buck Cannon one time. You could you could duck your head down in the boat, and it literally sounded like you were in the middle of a washing machine.
0: Yeah. Those things
4: were just—they poof, poof. were splashing. They were knocking water on you while you trying to unhook fish and throw them back. I mean, it's just amazing, an amazing thing. You know, those Livingston white bass do it a lot, but they don't, you know, they're white bass. They're not like the, the hybrids or the stripers. When they go to blowing up, you know it's a big fish. I mean, they're knocking water three foot in the air, and
0: yeah. you'll see
4: them shad. They'll knock them shad five foot out of the water. I mean, you'll see a shad flying through the air and a fish waiting to scoop him up when he hits. I mean, that's the dangest thing. You can pick out what size fish you want to catch. And they, I know they do it at Texoma too on those stripers. You know, all those guys up there—they gang up on them. You know, got a radio and they call each other and say, "Hey, they're over here and they will trying up on them." And there'll be a big old school—you know, 150, 200 acre school—blowing up out there, and everybody right in the middle of them. Sure. I mean, it's, it's a those this, and that's like we over there in Mexico when we were in the tuna. They were doing the same thing. And when you see 200 pound plus tuna blowing up, and you got a hundred acres of them doing that. Like bombs that gets going my heart, off. I guarantee you, it gets my heart racing. I mean, I'm I'm all wound up ready to go. I, it to check your uh, pulse. <laughs> it sure will, I guarantee you. Boy. I mean, that's just because you're out there in the middle of nothing, and you see, you think, man, there is absolutely no life. And then all of a sudden, it's like World War five everything just the bottom starts falling out here come fish blowing up everywhere birds dive bombing everything i mean it's like an attack from t- above and below and it's just get them while you can and it's i mean that is just amazing same thing out here you know when now whenever on like like conroe people ask me all the time do you follow the birds you know y'all follow them in the in the bays a lot but no typically i don't follow the birds and the reason why is if you see the birds hitting the water on these fish on on Lake Conroe, they're typically your smaller fish. Same now if here. you see them,
1: our bird yeah, fish I mean, used to be really good back in the day, but now they're smaller fish.
4: Yeah, it's all small fish every time you see them. I mean, it just and and now if you can get below those small fish, there's some big ones hanging out down there. The problem is there's a whole bunch of small ones, and you can't hardly get below them. See, I'll just go looking for those other areas yeah. where they're doing the same thing, you know, with the, without the birds working them because you can spot them. I mean, just like on my Lawrence, I've been I've been showing people here lately on this on this live unit. This is a, this is amazing depth finder. I mean, it really is. I can get out there on those schools of fish and I make a subtle adjustment. They're forty foot to our right, and I move over to them.
0: Yeah, and I mean, cool.
4: I boom, here we go. I mean, I love it because I can see them out there, and sure. it just. I mean, it's amazing to see. And when you get on the fire, it's it's even better.
1: All right, Richard. Goodness. I got to bow out, man. Uh, if somebody wants to uh, call you and come up to Conroe and uh, fish with a guide, always listen to your guide, follow your guide. Yeah. How do they get on of yeah.
4: you? Well, make anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You you find me on Facebook, just check out the fish, fish Dude's Guide Service. You can email me at admin at com or just check out the webpage, com.
1: All right, Richard. Hey, have a happy 4th and uh, be safe out there, buddy. See you. Yes, sir.
4: Y'all be safe, too.
1: All right, man. Later. All right, that's the fish dude up on Lake Conroy. Let's go check in with Captain Charlie Paradosky. I'll just call him Charlie P. Charlie, what's up, man?
3: Morning, Mickey. How are you? Good morning.
1: You? How's How in the world are you, Charlie?
3: Well, I'm fine. Just uh, laying here listening to uh, the fish dude ramble on. <laughs> <laughs> going, go uh perch fishing on his day off. Brim he, fishing. He's an animal. He is. He's, he
1: just, is. Uh, he's ate up with it. He is a character, boy. Well, I would like to have a little mess of them hand-sized brim, pan fry them are good. Boy, those
3: are good, buddy. I fried up some trout last night. I think it's the first time I've eaten trout since way before the freeze.
1: I hadn't even eaten a trout this year. Yeah, it's the first time I eating. did.
3: Well, you know, there for a while when it was all catch and release, and and, and eat, those eat, days are gone. There.
1: Hey, those are those oh days are in the taillights lights and the rearview mirror. It's over. Mm, it's catching chew now, baby. They're a lot of trout to this.
3: A lot of trying to bit the dust the past two days, let me tell you. Well, thank they God have. the limit's five. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, uh, and I heard y'all talking about them birds. If you see birds working in East Battery over the bay, you better check them out. Because they, yeah, you better slide be in on seven, them. eight pounders.
0: You yeah, never you know. Are.
3: That's true. It's funny how different that is over here. Uh, you go to West Bay and it's hot. It's all little fish, gaff top and skip jacks, but, uh, right. you yeah, know, East Bay, you see some birds, you be very smart to check them out. You might be surprised. But anyway, I'm taking the weekend off. I fished, uh, Thursday. I didn't have nothing yesterday. I know they whacked them yesterday too, but, uh, Thursday, you know, everything calmed. It got right. We waited and. It was really good. The uh, that bite was about eight o'clock when I turned on, and uh, we were most of these fish we are catching were sixteen, seventeen, eighteen inch fish. And right. I put a I put a big old super spook on, threw it out there, and boop. That's what them better fish wanted. at big bait. That's it. Yeah. How many you times know, have we you know, seen that? Yeah. And I've found it a lot lately. I've been throwing a super spooks a lot lately and catching better fish, too. But, you know, we went through four or five years there where they all want—they wanted little baits. They didn't want those big baits. True. So, it's trial and error. And, you know, these people will show up, and I'll say, you got any top orders with you? Oh, yeah. And they'll have a top dog or one bait or something like that. you, you got to figure out what they want. You know, these fish, they are they're, they're not everywhere, and... And, and everybody's not catching fish but uh figure it out you can have a good day
1: you know i was down at uh at raz's the other evening i went by there and had a beer with them and we got talking about old old times and uh, all the old baits we used to throw and everything and out of the four or five of us that were sitting there and all good fishermen they've been around a long time they've I've caught some big speckled trout over the years. The number one topwater back when it was in its prime, when we had a lot of big fish, and was a jumping minnow, a rebel jumping Oh, yeah.
3: Minnow. Yeah. When we all agreed it, on that one. That was uh, actually the first big bait. I think we went from uh, throwing broken backs straight to the jumping minnow. Right. We were throwing, uh, you know, a uh, rebel broken backs. And, uh, you know, even throwing them under birds catching fish. And then all of a sudden, uh, I don't even remember who started using them jumping minnows. You know, I guess you guys did on your end of the bay, but uh, man, we lived and died by those baits for a long time. And they well, sure What got me started up, on they? them, uh, uh,
1: David Fowles and Joe Petty came fishing with me. and We were waiting east bay. And David put a bone one on and he started crushing them. We all put them on, and that—that that was, I think, that was nineteen eighty-two, eighty-three, somewhere in there. It was early, and uh, it was amazing. I couldn't yeah. believe it. And there just there wasn't a wide variety of topwaters back then. You know, we had you know, we had the uh, Cordell Red fins that we used, the Broken Backs, Straight Backs, and and uh, you know the Seven M Mirror Lures. Yeah. And. uh they had that big mirror, or what was it, the 70MR, the 70M? Right, right. You know, that uh, we used a little bit of. But, uh, boy, that jumping minnow, that was a game changer. That, uh, yeah. Man, I don't know how many 80-pound 80, 80 stringers I had with a jumping minnow back in the day. Just incredible. Heck bait. of a bait. And, then, and they ruined it. Terry Neal yeah. and I were on that uh, pro staff with uh, Pradco back then. they had that big meeting at Sam Raver and all the freshwater and saltwater guides that were on the pro staff, and we had their big annual meeting up there, and we tried to tell them, hey, it's not broke, don't fix it. No, but the chrome's coming off, and, you know, we're having trouble with the chroming machine. You know, after you catch eight or ten big fish with it, uh, paint's peeling off. I said, well, then that's fine. You got you a nice bone jumping minnow then. But I said, the more they eat on these chrome and blues and chrome and blacks, they get all calico looking and it makes them even better. And the tone, oh, yeah. the rattle tone, the action on the bait, and when they put that flash insert in the side of those jumping minnows, that was the end of them. Yeah. And they just it didn't was. walk the same. They didn't, when you'd stop them, they wouldn't sit down with head up like they, they did before. And it just changed it. It Well, they just ruined a good product. They couldn't make enough of them. They were selling so many, and then they go to tweaking it and changing it, and they ruined it. They well, did. You know, why Why would
3: you do that? I don't know. Somebody somebody should have lost their time over that, though. But, you know, and then, then came the ghost. You know, Jesus, look at the fish we caught with that ghost.
1: That was the best ninety dollar ninety nine topwater there was. Remember it was famous fishing pro Boomer Wells. It was a fictitious character on the package. And yeah. uh uh man, how many giant trout died to to the oh to the ghost. That was a good hell of a good too.
3: Yeah, just great hooks Split great old hooks. hooks were yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean for a
1: buck ninety nine at Walmart or anywhere, two dollar topwater.
3: Yeah, and you could find them anywhere, too.
1: Anywhere you went. Readily
3: available. Readily available, so. Yep. (laughs) Here we are watching croaker buckets now, so.
1: Boy. That's the way it is. I see them wading the shorelines. I mean, mean, all you need is five trout. That's your limit, five fish, and they're dragging a fish hotel, a a bait bucket, a dip net. I'm going, man, how do you. How do you drag all that mess around? Mm-hmm. All you need's a couple of lures in your pocket and a, a stringer. You got them. And a little
3: common sense.
1: Yeah. It's amazing. It
3: is yep. amazing. Yeah, it, it is.
1: That's good yeah. for, for bait sales. Thirteen dollars a dozen to catch five trout. Yeah. It's
3: something. Um, well, what's the uh no rain yet, huh? I thought it was supposed to be raining like hell all weekend.
1: I know. <laughs> I had a few storms a little north of me yesterday evening. I heard some rumble out of them, but they never made it to the coast down by me. But, uh, radar this morning. There's a big glob up there around Al- Abilene and Big Spring and all that in Midland, which is kind of drifting this way, but that's, it's moving slow. It's going to take time to get down this way. And then you got a little bit, uh, up in Liberty County, up around you know just uh, south of Livingston, and that's moving to the kind of east southeast. So that's gonna it might Antioch might get might get a shower out of it or two, but uh, one little bitty shower on Bolivar Peninsula. But all the rain right now along the coast is from Cameron over to uh, Homa and
3: all that area. Yeah. Well, maybe this some um, this wind is gonna give us a break here for a while. It's down this morning.
1: Yeah, and we we've had some fish caught in the surf the last couple of days. Now those guys, it it hadn't been ice cream conditions. They paid the price for them. You know, it's been rough early, and they've uh, taken their beating, but they sure have caught their pretty fish too. So,
3: yeah, I heard a couple of them got in the surf over here. They caught them at the jetties yesterday. Good, and you know East Bay. The fish are everywhere. There's a lot of dead water in East Bay. You just stumble across them. You catch a few fish, or, or one day you, you really catch them good, and the next day you go back, and wow, they're not there. Nope. So, That's the way it is here. Our fish are staying put
1: in the same places. They're just not everywhere. They're just in a few places, and and uh, they're getting pounded on pretty good. We've got gads running two and three trips a day now over here. How about that?
3: Yeah, we got something like that over here, too.
1: Kill all. Get them. Get them while it's hot. All That's right, Charlie. It. If somebody wants to come over and fish with you, I highly recommend it. Give them a number, man. 713 725 2401. All right, Charlie. Hey, good talking to you. Have a happy fourth. You too, Mickey. Take care. Thank you. All right. See you. All right. Let's go ahead and take our top of the hour break. You're listening to the outdoor show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.